No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick, the quick with me. Yes, sir. Monday, we on the Monday shift because the Bears play tonight. So, you know, we recapping the weekend on Monday. Yeah, I mean? Mm-hmm. Giving out Monday morning salutes. We had some people win the Masters. Shout out, DJ. We'll get into the salutes, but we're going to do Monday salutes. NFL Week 10 recap. We got a couple games we want to touch on. The Cardinals-Bills will obviously be the highlight. Shout out D-Hop. What a game. We'll get into that game. We'll get into the play. I got some questions for Big Nick the Quick. NFL cap or no cap? We'll talk power ratings. We'll talk the Steelers. We'll talk Lamar Jackson. We got a couple people I want to highlight and get Big Nick the Quick's takes on that. Then we'll close it out. Segment three, Bears Vikings (sighs) preview. Kirk Cousins never wins in Chicago. We always give him a hard time, but will tonight be different? We'll talk about that. Big Nick, the quick. What yeah. do you? You know, I'm fresh. I'm fresh out. I'm fresh out the slam. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> a little, little up north trip, real quick. Feel me? Free finally at last. Oh, you're good now. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted. I already tweeted. I'm back, man. Let the people know. And shout out to you. I appreciate you for letting everybody know, man. You know, we should give them the backstory, but I appreciate you for letting everybody know, Yo, man. You know, listen real quick before we put some money in my commissary <laughs> on my books. <laughs> free, free, big, quick. He got a uh, he got banned from uh, from Twitter for an evening last night. Here's the here's the official email. Big Nick the Quick got. We've temporarily limited some of your account features. What happened? Why don't you tell us what happened? Clint? So the, the best part about that, that's not even an email. So like what happens is, uh, you know, I, I'll give you all the whole story. So we all know Jason Whitlock, certified clown, coon, cornball, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> man. The worst, the worst words that we have are reserved for this man. And obviously, you know, since the election, everything that's been going on in the country the last few months, he's just been on extreme levels of, uh, of Whitlock coonery. But that's not even why I came at him. So he had just a basic ass tweet where he was like, hey. Um, you know, today I'm 0 for 7 on my picks. So I just replied, because you're a coon. <laughs> even if he's talking sports, I need to remind this man what the deal is, right? So just send the tweet, man. Go about my business. You know, go back to watching the games. Yo, I go to open up the Twitter app, and all of a sudden this big-ass white screen pops up. At first I thought it was one of those, like, you need to change your passwords or we've updated our term and conditions. Right. Then I start reading it. I'm like, wait, hold on. And so what it is is I ended up getting banned from Twitter for hateful conduct for calling <laughs> Jason Whitlock a, tune, a coon. They make you go in and re-sign into your Twitter. Yeah. They make you delete the tweet. You get one of those little messages on your Twitter uh, on your Twitter page like Trump has where it says your tweets have been flagged or violated. Right. So I got one of those on there now. Then for a full 12 hours. I can't like a tweet. I can't retweet. I can't follow people. I can't send a tweet. All I can do is if I wanted to DM somebody, which I don't really do on Twitter anyways. And obviously it happens on the day when the bears right, aren't so, playing. So but, you think, you think, uh, you think Whitlock was just fed up? Like, yo, I'm I, not even, I didn't even say nothing. You think he reported? Just I don't know because he didn't block me. 
He's so never, I don't. He, he's never gonna give you the satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if the word "coon" like set off some, 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 you know, some disruption trigger. in their algorithm or whatever, or if he really came at me like that. Because again, it's not the first time, and it won't be the last time. Big, but big. they put me on the they put me on the restriction, <laughs> and it was it happened to happen on a day where there was no bear, so I had hella shit I wanted to tweet out because we were just chilling, watching sports, you know, kind of going around the horn on the different right. games. So I had a lot of shit I wanted to tweet out. I had a couple jokes fired up. You know what I mean? And then you go to click the little button, and then every time you pull up Twitter, that thing pops back up, and you have to click continue. So, like, they constantly remind you. Like, yeah, you can't be that out here. You have been limited. You yes, 100%, <laughs> bro. Limited. So, like, I'm completely limited. I was in Twitter jail. Um, the funny thing is, Click was grimy. Quick sent me a, uh, <laughs> sent a message and goes, man, the only thing I want to do is tweet about how I got banned on Twitter. <laughs> 100%. Like, every every tweet I wanted to have was talking about getting banned on Twitter, and I couldn't even do it um, because they violated me. And as far as I know, I'm the only person that I know that's been banned on Twitter. Yeah, um, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and wear that as a badge because I've said way more inflammatory shit than calling Whitlock a coon. So maybe he did report me, or maybe someone who saw the reply reported me. Yeah, Maybe he's got people happen. watching his feed. Who knows? But I was I was out of commission, man. They reinstated me at like five o'clock this morning, man. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. Well, I'm glad you're back. Jim. I'm back. Yeah. Free I'm quick, man. Free now quick. it's my goal to see if I can get a 24 hour band. <laughs> you know I mean, I might have to find a new might have to find a new platform, man. They really held me down yesterday, man. Fuck Twitter. Yo, shout After out everything I do for y'all. Shout out Phenomenal <laughs> 90210. He said free my man. He said free my man, Nick. So yeah, people, man. people showing love, people supporting. Let's get to the Monday morning salutes. So, like I said, no bears. I was talking to Quick before we went live. I'm like, man, it feels nice to hop on the mic on a Monday morning and not have to kick the week off on some negative because the Bears haven't played yet. We ain't got to talk about the offense or play calling. We could just kind of talk ball and recap the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Let's give off some Monday morning salutes. First of all, first salute for me. Shout out Dustin Johnson. Mm. He won the Masters 20 under. Convincingly. Convincingly. 42 long on a green jacket. Do you know your jacket size, by the way? Uh nah. I haven't bought a I haven't bought a jacket in like four years, and I yeah. just have my jacket. It's one of those things, yeah. Nah. I'm a 44 regular. But okay. I always have to like go reference it. I never remember it. I don't wear enough suit jackets. I get measured every time. Yeah, if I'm doing something like that, I'm getting remeasured. Yeah, I got a I got a dope uh a couple dope jackets that are 44 regulars. So I always have to go reference the jacket when I'm like looking at sizes for another jacket. But yeah, fellas, yeah. Oh, know your know your know your jacket size. Well, That's you know what, man? It's funny. Like I got an email from. I think it was like Men's Warehouse talking about like a suit sale the other day. And I was like, man, some of these suits are kind of decent, but it's like, I'm not fucking wearing it. Like, when is the next time I'm wearing a suit? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Shout out the suit game. Yeah. So shout out Dustin Johnson, green jacket, minus 20, took care of business. I'm not huge in the, I'm not huge in the golf and just following it just because we follow enough, but follow Tiger. um, Yeah. I follow Tiger, obviously, but when Dustin's locked in, he's locked in. Do you think <clears throat> let me ask you this? Do you think it's uh I mean he shoots 20 under? That's the record. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So is do you think part of that is kind of going out there with no fans? Because I heard uh Justin Thomas was like, Okay, I mean, 
it, there's no added pressure out there now with no with no galleries, no nothing, and it's going to be really hard to catch Dustin. Yeah. Um, going into the fourth round because there's no added pressure. Is there a, a, any 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 little asterisk by the minus twenty at least? Not the win, but at least nah. the minus twenty that nobody was there. No, nah, not at all. Because again, everybody with any of these asterisks, same thing we're talking about this NBA bubble and all this stuff. It's like, look, everybody was playing under the same conditions, so there was no fans for Dustin Johnson. There was no fans for Tiger Woods. There was no fans for any of these other guys, right? So they're all playing under the same conditions. So I'm not going to sit up here and give everybody an asterisk as if it was some sort of advantage for him or if it, like, invalidates it. I will say this, though. Um, in most sports, almost in just about every sport outside of golf, the crowd is used as something that kind of fires you up and fuels you. Whereas in golf, the crowd is kind of a nuisance. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. you're telling people to be quiet in your backswing or not take photos, stop moving around, you got to keep them, you got to hold up the signs and all that. So if anything, like, yeah, it might lock these guys in a little bit more because they don't they don't use the, the crowd the same way that you do in the NFL, the NBA, um, and really any other sport, right? The crowd isn't there to get you hype up. The crowd is – they'll roar for you after a big shot, and they're there to watch, but they're not really adding anything to your game. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that's – that. it's hard to say. I think it's um, just interesting that – It's just interesting, the, yeah. The first time there's no fans, the first time someone comes out and shoots 20 under. So, I mean – yeah. It really allowed you to see the course, though. I mean, like you, you there was with, with no people there. You get to see the dog, full, the it, full landscape of uh, the whole situation. It was, was really, dope. it was really wild to see like the tee boxes and yeah. how like big and stuff is versus like how narrow it looks when there's a bunch of people around for sure. Yeah, so, yeah that was a different. That was a cool aspect. Well, and those walks from from hole to hole, and you know, what I'm saying from your drive to the fairway or whatever, they're just a lot quieter for the golfer. So I'm sure you're getting good time in with your caddy without having the fans there and not all that, you know, you're just, right. no one's looking at you. You know what I mean? So I thought it was dope. I mean, you know, it's same like you, man. I mean, I had it on, uh, I think I tweeted out on like Thursday or Friday that it was hard for me to watch golf on like a Thursday afternoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but come Saturday, Sunday, obviously, you know, it was on um, in addition to the other shit that was going on. But yeah, if Tiger's yeah. not in the hunt, man, for me, and especially with Sunday with the lead that DJ had, it was just kind of like, I don't, you know, there wasn't a ton of drama. I'm just yeah, I mean, to the NFL. I, on, on Sunday, I didn't watch a single hole. Of yeah, it was, it's I just too, it's too yeah. difficult. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're booked. I had two TVs and they were both football, so it's not even, yeah. Right. So shout out DJ, though. Salute. First yeah, for sure, man. That was huge. Second major. Um, yeah, shout out Dustin Johnson. I don't know why I thought he won a Masters. Uh, before no, like that yeah, was no. like his his, That's his big second on the scene period. was one of the masters yeah yeah so shout out dj salute our second salute shout out lewis hamilton man i know hey. uh we we try to sneak in a little bit of uh f1 here and there be like we've said before if you've been listening to us big nick me and big nick the quick have been on f1 we're rocking f1 heavy um we're talking like i said we're talking tires qualifying listen time, man I, I, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning on sunday to yeah. watch the race. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the Grand Prix. But big time salute Lewis Hamilton, seven-time champ on the F1 circuit, F1 driver. I th- it's seven fifth, No, no, it's his nope. fifth. I believe it's his fifth straight. He won uh, the first one in 2017. Yeah. Then I think he won one in 2015. Then he lost in 16 is one every year since then. Yeah, so it was so, seven, yeah. seven constructors for Mercedes. Yeah, there. Oh yeah, right. easy. Seven, 
But seven, to, yeah, shout out Toto. <laughs> but seven total uh, for Lewis Hamilton, man. He locked it in. He was emotional yesterday. Yeah. Yo, go check out some F1 if you haven't already, man. It's very interesting stuff. Like we said, it's fun. Uh, shout out Lewis Hamilton. Big good time. race, too. Yeah, good race on Sunday, too, man. A lot of intrigue. And, you know, for those that don't know, Lewis always starts at pole. He started back at sixth and uh, and came in to win. So real exciting, man. Yeah, shout out Lewis Hamilton, man. Seventh straight brother dominating the sport. They yeah. hate it. Back. Shout out Lewis, man. Shout out Lewis, man. And Lewis is for the children too. <laughs> Lewis is for the for the for the world. <laughs> for the world. <laughs> so salute, salute Dustin Johnson, salute Lewis Hamilton, and salute Big Nick the Quick for getting off the Twitter ban. Let's move. Wait, don't you got one more salute to give though? No, nah, what I got? I'm, am I missing oh, a salute? Big, big money, big money opt-in yesterday. Opt-in that we've been waiting oh! for. Oh. I do got one more salute. Big, <laughs> our biggest salute. Direct Mr. deposit. Mr. Mask, no gun. No mask and no gun. Salute Otto Porter. Officially opts into his uh, player option yesterday for $28.5 million. That he opted into two years ago. Shekels. <laughs> uh, opted, <laughs> he opted into that. Pre-opted Literally, in. the minute... <clears throat> The, the the papers were put on the desk. He had opted in. Yeah, he's like a oh, player option. Now that's done. Player <laughs> option. Player option for twenty eight and a half in four years. I'm opted in. I'm, I'm done. In. I'm, I'm good. in. How like, much are y'all paying me? Ah, Mister No Mask and No Gun, Otto Porter, stealing in broad daylight. I still love when you talk about how you saw him and you said you've never seen anybody with more money just stripping Salute. off of him. Yo, I'll tell the story real quick. Stripping money. Yo, I'm in Vegas. <laughs> For uh, summer league, me and a couple of my homies were in the cosmopolitan lobby. A guy out of my peripheral walks in the door, but he's like a tall dude. And there's hoopers everywhere because it's summer league, right? So everywhere you look, there's a hooper. I mean, you're seeing Jim Boylan walk around. You see Zach Levine. There's a bunch of people staying in the Cosmo as well. So we're in the lobby just having a glass of wine, literally just chilling, talking shit. I look to my right, and this tall, light-skinned brother walks in. And I look, like, I really look, and I'm like, that has to be a hooper, first off, because he he just looks rich, right? Just like tripping. And, and, then, and then I look at his face, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Otto Porter. He This guy just walked in like he just was – he looked like he was stealing money. Like, he looked like a bank robber. Like, yo, I just came into a whole bunch of money. I'm flaunting it. It was like the guy at the – it was like the drug dealer at the fight that's, right. like, all loaded up jewelry. Like four rings, <laughs> rings on every finger, multiple chains, <laughs> Cartier frames. Glasses, everything. I'm like, I'm like, ah, Otto Porter. Shout out Otto, man. The loud Versace shirt, everything, huh? And he walked in, and he, they he like was greeted by someone, and he like went in the back to check in. And I'm like, yeah, man, that boy is. He made looked it. like money. Felt like money, and it felt like, and it felt like uh, money that he he did like it, it was money was cheap, you know, like he didn't earn the money. Yeah, like he's he, like. he's still like, man, how'd I get here? This is mm-hmm. great. They gave hey, me a hundred. They gave me a hundred million. How did I? I'm, I'm, I'm going to Chicago and not even play. <laughs> How did I pull this off? <laughs> How did I pull this off? Shout out his agent, man, for Otto Porter to receive twenty nine million dollar post pandemic is is great. The big time salute. Otto he might not make twenty nine million dollars the rest of his NBA career. Twenty eight and a half, Mister No Mask, No Gun, stealing in broad daylight. Otto Porter opt in. Salute Otto, man. Hold yeah. on to that bread, man. Hold on to it, man. Shout, Shout out, Otto. Out. Shout out, Otto. He sucks. 
let's move over to what a bad contract. <laughs> it's it's amazing that someone even drew that up. It's crazy you're to look like, at the Bulls books and see all these other all these young guys not really making money, and then all of a sudden Otto Porter Jr. twenty eight and a half million dollars. Even, even that the, was during that summer, right? That was during that summer, yeah. Oh, even God. the secretary drawing this up is, is like, man, I don't. You sure this is going to Otto Porter? <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure about this? <laughs> Yo, we, they're t- hollering at the secretary, whoever it is, Brian, Nancy, whoever. Like, yo, we need you to, we need you to draw up a, a six-year, hundred-plus, whatever, whatever the final number was for Otto Porter and the secretary. Like, you sure? She's like, she's like, see, this says 28.5. You sure this isn't 2.85? No, 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 it's correct. It's correct. It's correct. So salute Otto Porter, man. My man is my man is living life well, man. He he got it done. He pulled spending, it off. Spending that money, man. Shout out Otto Porter. It's mine. I spent it. <laughs> Let's move over to NFL week 10, man. The the recap is here. Monday morning. We got one game left. That's Bears-Vikings. We'll get to that later in the broadcast. But let's touch on some of these games. The The first game we need to touch on, obviously, is Bills-Cardinals. Going into the week, it looked like a very interesting matchup. And it ended up being a very interesting matchup. The best game on the slate by far. By far. One of the best games of the year. The game was ridiculous. The game was absurd. Fourth quarter was insane. Fourth quarter was insane. We, uh, I don't know. Were you on the over with us? No, I would okay. no, I didn't. No, I wasn't on that. We had a group <laughs> chat where three of the four people in the group chat were on over 55. And it came down the stretch where it was a little, it was a little spooky. Yeah. And it ended up covering easy, obviously, with two late touchdowns. But I'm going to start riding with y'all, by the way. I am, I don't know if you noticed, I'm one for nine in the pick them in the last two weeks. This is, this, like, this is a great stretch. It's funny because I've been doing pretty well the last like three weeks on like the money picks that I'm putting in, but my pick'em results are ass. Yeah, like I can't do anything in the pick'em. I don't know. There's usually only like one or two games that I see that I like, and then the rest of them are just I right. don't know. I like Seattle. Go sure. Yeah, whatever. I don't yeah. care what you're playing. Right, right. Yeah, it's tough when they force you to pick five games. Yeah, and it's like all right. I last mean, two I weeks have, have been tough, but yeah, sorry. I so got we'll to put that in there. Right, yeah, no, I gotta pick five. So, like, well, I guess we'll pick five. But we used to pick the entire slate. Jeez. Yeah, back in the day. Um, so, Bills Cardinals, you guys saw what happened. I mean, the two matchups with Tyler Murray and a guy that we talk about every week that we're still shocked. Every time he throws the ball, I'm shocked by it. It gets better. It gets better and better. Josh Allen was balling again. He's really fucking. I know we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about Kyler Murray, so let's just give Josh Allen his due. He's really fucking good, man. Yo, guy's <laughs> a really good quarterback, man. He he is. He uh, and they said during the broadcast the other day, he's yeah. Roethlisberger with athleticism, but man, like the escapability, the fact that like yeah, when the pressure comes, he's able to move around. He's always looking downfield. He's moving on through his reads. Like, man, it, it's – it's. I hate to beat a dead horse. It's just watching a young quarterback that's getting better every single week and responding to the coaching. Um, Like, on one side, I'm like, this is dope. On the other side, it's, like, fucking killing me because, again, we see two young quarterbacks on display, two high draft picks on display, doing it, getting better, and we're still stuck in our situation. Yeah. But Josh <laughs> Allen is fucking good, man. Josh Allen is really good. He threw a couple bad picks yesterday, but still – 
the arm talent is crazy. Yeah. He he's not spooked at all. He's physical. He man, he's really good. Yeah. Like last year he was he was a runner, right? We're like, okay, this dude's just gonna be a crazy runner, and maybe sometimes they fully transitioned him to passer. He I mean, he runs run obviously, he but he can all. do everything. Yeah, he's he's a great athlete. He could do it all. Hell of a pick. It was um <coughs> the if you watch the game, and before we get into the Colin Murray and uh the 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 hell the hell Murray. Hell Murray. Hell Murray. Um if you watch the game, the last drive was all you need to know about Josh Allen. First off, I think they got literally four or five penalties on the last drive. They would get 10 yards. They would get a hold. Yeah, it was they bad. Would get, they would get 10 yards. They would get a personal foul. They, they, would, they were inside the like 25 to 50 for like six minutes. They would just go back and forth, back and forth. And then Cole, Cole Beasley made that ridiculous catch yeah. on the sideline on third down. That's one of the best catches I've seen in a yeah, long that was time. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous catch. Cole's been had the hands though. Cole been had the hands. <laughs> shout, shout out Cole. Cole's also Cole's a crazy athlete. Go look up Cole dunking and doing all types of stuff. He was always nasty. He was sick in Dallas. And he's been he's just a he's just a, a athlete. Yeah, good, but, good player. Yeah. They they can't get out of the 25 or 50 yard line, but Josh Allen literally comes back over and over again, 15 yard pass, 15 yard pass, 17 yard pickup. And then the ball he throws to Diggs for what seems like a game winner was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Rolling left, kind of fading back, led Diggs to the corner. That's Nothing. a professional throw. Exactly. I mean that that's just what that is what that is like the the evolution of your quarterback. Like when you look talk about your quarterback developing, those are the throws that you want him to be able to make because those are NFL primetime elite quarterback throws. Absolutely. It was yeah. and, and simple as that. Yeah. Pat Peterson, why you get Stefan Diggs. Pat Peterson had no chance. Yeah. I don't I don't hey, I I don't the top corners in the league are are shot on that throw. There's just nothing you can do. Yeah, there's only one person who's going to catch it. There's only one person who's going to catch that ball and he has to he has to lay out and grab it. And it was Stefan Diggs and that was it. It was either yeah. an incomplete pass or they were going back. So And what a and what a great trade by Buffalo. You know, I don't I mean I I I know people talk about the Hopkins trade a lot, but let's talk about the Diggs deal. Like again, young quarterback pair him with an explosive receiver and just see what happens. And they did a great job on that. Diggs has been outstanding this year. Absolutely. And I mean, Buffalo and the Cardinals are similar in that, right? They're like, yeah. yo, let's go get our young quarterback a big time. Yeah, fuck these draft picks. We're just going to yeah. go. Yeah, we need we get there's players out there to be had. And and I think it's important to highlight. It's not about fuck the draft picks. It's fuck the draft picks. If you're going to go get another number one type talent. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck the draft picks. If it's if you're going to get Stefan Diggs, you, you hope to draft Stefan Diggs. You hope to draft DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I mean? And you'll give up a couple picks to have those guys and the money, whatever it is. Like you figure that out. Look, you have those two guys on the field. You worry about the rest later. I don't even know any other skill position players on their team. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. So. Josh Allen, final line was 32 of 49, 284. Two TDs, two interceptions. Not the best line, but if you watch the game <laughs> back and forth and what they ask him to do for that offense, he's the whole O. So, yeah. He, he's I, thrown more touchdown passes this year already than he had all of last year. Yeah. And we're and is, a, and is about to throw for more yards. He's only 200 yards off. Of, he's, he, the guy's going to throw for almost 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns this year, which is crazy. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. So, 
Let's move over to Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray. K1. Because I'm just we'll just start it off with the play. And then uh we'll get into it. Here's the here's the hell Murray from Kyler Murray and the Cardinals D hop yesterday. Shotgun. Murray out of the pocket. Seven seconds. Six seconds. Murray heats it downfield. It is It's such a ridiculous play. Unbelievable. The the fact that first off, just watch watch how he, he gets out of the pocket. Shotgun. Murray out of the pocket. Seven seconds. So like it's a designed roll left. First of all, you already know your quarterback has talent if you're designing plays for him to roll left. Yeah. Like that. So like for him to for him to be on a full sprint going left and then get his hips turned to go squared deep, away and yeah. to go deep. Well, I mean, like this is he's very capable of doing that because Kingsbury is calling a play rolling left. Yeah, like he he must show that all the time in practice. He shows that, like yo, yeah, you could roll me left, roll me right. I get the ball wherever I need it to be, right? And he tweeted out. After the game, he was like, shit, D-hop down there somewhere. Like, I'm just going to put I'm it I'm just going to let it go. Dude, it was crazy because I, I obviously had the Cardinals uh, land one and a half in that game. So I was very interested in that last play. Um, when he let it go, I was like, man, I I, I thought it was good. I was like, I think this is going to be a touchdown. Just like, sure. the, hey, I'm not even bullshitting with you, man. Like, I think, I, like, hey, y'all listen, hear this? Listen, y'all man. People, did, y'all, did y'all hear what quick bro, just said, bro? I am so <laughs> in on Kyler Murphy's Murray's confidence. Like, that's how confident I am in his confidence. Like, the guy just <clears throat> oozes confidence, right? Like, you just look at that entire game, the swag that he plays with, the ability to extend plays, the fact that no one can tackle him, uh, the touchdown run, whatever, any number of plays from that game give you a glimpse into what the Kyler Murray experience is all about, man. And I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent all in on him. What an awesome performance. Um, what yeah, a I mean, great throw, what a big time play, but it really comes down to Deandre Hopkins. Yeah. 306 total yards for Murray. Uh, two rushing two, touchdowns, right? Two rushing touchdowns, one, uh, one pass and three total touchdowns. So it's a top performance. Just, yeah, it, just, and I know there are questions with him coming out, whether it be his size and all that. Listen, man, I saw what he, when he put on the headband, the bandana, whatever it is, man, that dude is that dude is locked in. That's confidence, bro. I remember the first picture and I saw. And that big ass helmet he wears. The, he does wear a big ass <laughs> He wears the biggest helmet in the world. Nobody like he looks like his helmet is big as fuck. It looks like a Martian. He does, Martian he, he does wear a big ass helmet. But uh yeah, he does ooze confidence and like crazy amounts of confidence, though. Like he, I don't he doesn't give a fuck. Well, it's just the his ability is next yeah. level, and I think he knows that. I think no one can really do anything with him. The, in, in any sport he's plays, he's been the best athlete to step on the field. I mean, he's drafted in baseball. Yeah. yeah so I think he, you just see that. You see that in how he walks and how he carries himself. Now, let's talk about – I want to talk about how the catch was even possible because I think no one's mentioned this from what I've seen on Twitter or, or on TV or whatever. But I think it's important that, first of all, it's the oldest rule in the book for DBs in a situation <clears> like this is knock it down. And still to this day, you see people go up with two hands, Try to catch it. trying to catch the ball. 
Like, swat the ball with one hand, bro. Go up and knock it with one hand. Yeah. So I want to look at this zoom in play of the catch, and then I'm going to explain kind of – we'll talk about how the how the catch is possible. And DeAndre Hopkins is the man who comes away with it. He went over the top of Tredavious White. Jordan Poyer came in late. He's got Micah Hyde on his back and catches it and possesses so if you see Poyer come in late, he actually runs into his guy, number 27, and knocks him out of the way. Knocks him out of the way. So when he, White. Exactly. When he knocks Tredavious out of the way, then it, it – because the, the, the thing about – how many Hail Marys have you seen someone go up and catch and then not come down with, though? Right. Like, he was able to go up, catch it, Come and come down, down with it. And, it was no doubt. Yeah. And bring it in, right? Right. So look at it again. Because Tredavious goes up to catch it. Yeah. He puts up two hits to catch it. Poyer comes in and knocks him out of the way. But Tredavious, if he doesn't catch it, he's already going to try to swipe at the ball to try to rip it out of Hopkins' hands. But Poyer doesn't let that happen. It was just a perfect play from Hop. And obviously, Hop went up and caught it. But I I still think the the Bills helped him by trying to catch it, and then Poyer coming and knocking this boy out the way didn't help. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, for Hop, I mean, you got to time that perfectly. You're high pointing. You're, you you want to be at the highest point when the ball is at the highest point, and he was able to do that. Yo, he um, big, he big dogged all three of those. Dudes. Yeah, all three of those guys like, and went over like crazy, crazy athleticism when you look at that to go up and get that ball. But kind of your point as far as like Kyler Murray having done that rollout in practice. It looked like they. It looked like Kyler Murray knew exactly where to throw that ball, throw that ball for Hopkins too. Like he knew exactly how high he could jump. He knew exactly which point Hopkins was going to be able to get it at. Um, that was just next level shit, man. Yeah, it was just. It really was, it was like perfect execution of the Hail Mary pass. It really was because it was like a designed Hail Mary. You know what I mean? Like it was. It was just perfect execution. Yeah, and here's uh, here's Hop after the catch and the presser <clears throat> talking about how he made it happen. I, I, you know, in basketball terminology, it's, that's what they call this. You know, somebody get dunked on. But it was on three people. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was um. You know, they were they were in position. It was just a better catch by I. I. It's just better better oh by I. I'm a man's flexing with the design. He just like yeah, you know. Uh, better better <laughs> better catch by I. Better O by I. Yeah. yeah. So better better O. Hopkins is a dog. We've been said that. There's so many ridiculous wide receivers in the league, and I think I'm officially retired talking about who's the best wide receiver in the league because it's too many. It's too many studs. It's too yeah. many. It's too many studs out here with Devontae Adams, Hop, Julio. Obviously, when Odell is healthy, Mike Evans. I mean, mm-hmm. the list is the list is stupid long. Yeah. So. I mean, he's not top, but I still always got to give respect to my man Larry. Larry Fitz still out there in the desert catching passes. Yeah, I mean, consistently, I think he's still he still has the he's working on the Jerry Rice record oh, yeah, he, for a reception every game or something. It's yeah, he doesn't miss games. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Larry Fitz is, a, is the, a, the Larry Fitz Super Bowl run is still the best wide receiver, the best. I, I, yeah, the best three or four game stretch I've ever seen by a wide receiver was how well he played to get them to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Look up the numbers; they were absolutely insane. I mean, and it was yeah, that's Kurt Warner and Kurt Warner, yeah, yeah, Larry Fitz. It was, I mean, and salute for him to he's seen it all, man. Like he yeah. was there; they were garbage, 
Then they went up, had a run where they were really good, went to the Super Bowl. Then they went back down. Now they got another young quarterback. Like he's been there the whole way. You want to talk about playing with ass quarterbacks for a lot of your career? My man's has played with some truthful trash bucket quarterbacks out yeah. there. Like he had the he had the stint with uh, Warner, and then Carson Palmer was there for a little bit, and now K1 Murray's there. But in between that, he had Max Skelton, uh, Kevin Cobb, characters <laughs> characters like that. Kevin for Kevin Cobb. Another you know, guy. They tried to sell us hey. Kevin Cobb for years in Philly. Kevin okay. Cobb, no mask and no <laughs> gun. Yeah, another. That's how another. bad they want to get rid of Donovan. It's like, no, Kevin Cobb's really good. It's like, no, Kevin yeah. Cobb is ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, I I can't I can't yeah I can't I can't. That's a tough that. team though, man. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of I think they're a threat to now win that division. Well, we're gonna talk. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on <laughs> we're gonna talk about that because I, I that's gonna be one of my uh, one of my that's questions. The best division out there, right and, now. Uh, and NFL capper, no cap. But let's touch on. I feel uh, like the NFC East should forfeit one of their playoff spots to the NFC West. The NFC West. Hey man, the way how, how loosey goosey they are with this playoff shit now. Anyway, hey, they they keep not, amending it, right? Just make it up. Just be like, <laughs> actually, you guys aren't gonna make the playoffs this yeah, year. Yeah, like we're y'all, just, one of y'all slots to. We, we don't want to see Carson Wentz slash Daniel Jones slash whoever yeah. else is in that I, division. I, I would love to see Daniel Jones. You know, I love Daniel Jones, but yeah, I don't well, want to yeah. see the rest of his team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see anybody else on his franchise, but I'll take Daniel Jones. Yeah, shout out Alex Smith made a comeback yesterday too, man. Yeah, let me let me ask you a question. So we're gonna move off Bills, Cardinals, and we're gonna go to Seahawks, Rams. Do I? I've been puffing my chest out about this Russ Wilson for MVP. Um, I've got multiple tickets. I've been talking about it. I've been. How many, are you on the third one yet, or are you just on two? I have two. I have two. Okay. Um, I've been I've been saying how every week you wait, the price is going up. I've been talking big shit. Russ Wilson MVP. Is, do I, is it time for me to worry a little bit? No, nine, still, nine touchdowns, nine picks in his last four games. Yeah, there's still a lot of there's still a, not a lot. I mean, there's still some season left. The here's what I would be worried about if they keep losing. Right, and he keeps throwing picks. What you really got to worry about is they're just going to default it to Mahomes because Mahomes isn't going to play bad, right? So, like, if when Russ was playing out of his mind for like the first six games and the numbers were astronomical, like, sure, but he really has to go out there and win it. Whereas, if he doesn't go out there and win it and he's not lights out, they're just going to give it to Mahomes and call it a day. It's easy, it's just easy, and that's what I would be worried about with it. What looked like a lot three weeks ago because of how he was playing. Their defense is so bad that he has to take so many chances. And he's going to throw a lot of picks, and he's going to play reckless because their defense is absolutely – it's one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. Absolutely. And it's one of those (laughs) things where it's – the reason I loved him to win MVP is the reason that has a possibility to kill me, right? Because he goes out there literally every – they can't punt. No, you can't put that defense back on the field. The Seattle Seahawks cannot punt. He walks out. He feels like he needs to score every play, and he doesn't. He typically doesn't turn the ball over. So that was why I was – I'm still bullish on him winning MVP. But that's why I was bullish in the first place was because he was going to have to go out and score a lot of TDs. He was going to have to go out and do that every single week, put up big, big numbers for them to even compete for wins. And he's one guy that could deal with that type of pressure and that type of load on his shoulders. And I mean, for the Seahawks to do anything, he has to be the one to make it happen, right? But he's now competing against a guy who fucking plays with no pressure. 
Yeah. And goes out there and just kind of does whatever. I mean, what are what are what are his last last two games for Mahomes? Shit, last four games, four, nine, ten, twelve touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, and, and all W's. And all dubs. Yeah. <laughs> so so, like, <laughs> and all big dubs at that. Nine point win, twenty seven point win, twenty six point win, and then the Carolina game. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I mean, if he's playing lights out like that, man, I mean the numbers. Yeah, dude, Mahomes is going to win the MVP. <laughs> Mahomes numbers. Yo, Mahomes is completing 67% of his passes, has 25 touchdowns and one pick. He only has one pick? He has one pick on the year. Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's, that's tough. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I, I mean, look, like like I said, it's it might be it's time for me to worry a little Yo. bit. Mahomes has thrown 101 touchdown passes in his career to 19 picks. He's got a career five to one touchdown to yeah, interception that, for a slinger. Yo, that's that. Uh, that's that Aaron Rodgers. That's ratio. insane. Yeah, that's that Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Rodgers, I think has the best touchdown. Inter- I don't, but I don't think uh, Rodgers throws as many touchdowns as Mahomes. Literally, Rodgers just never Aaron throws Rodgers picks. throws like four or five picks a year for 10 years in a row. Yeah, he doesn't throw picks at all. Doesn't throw picks. Just it is crazy picks. when you think about that, then you look at the year that like Cutler threw like 30 picks, and it's like, yeah. yo, what? there is a major difference. <laughs> yeah, like that's – I think about that actually kind of often. How do you like, throw 30 picks in a year? This guy literally never turns the ball over, and then we got guys out here throwing two, three picks a game. You know what I'm saying? Mahomes is uh, – so Rodgers is like a four to one. Mahomes is like a five to one. Yeah, but obviously, you know, there's – Rodgers has played a lot more games. But Rodgers, three interceptions this year, four last year, two the year before, no, six the year before. Yeah, Mahomes is the man, and he's in a great situation. Uh, I mean, I the more the what Mike McCarthy has been doing in Dallas has just made me real. Like I, this guy, Aaron Rodgers, has been running this off. Like he's been doing this shit by himself for a minute now. We've been saying McCarthy yeah. was a shit coach, right? Right. The evidence so, was there, no doubt. So. So it and is, they walk into the division every year. If right. unless the Vikings get hot or the Bears get hot and the Lions never get hot, it's it's pretty much we're gonna win the division two out of every three years. Yeah. You got any comments on the Rams? They've won now a couple straight. Dude, They've been uh, playing. Shout out to McVay. It's defense. I think uh McVay, again, we call him the anti-Naggy. Yeah. McVay realized, <laughs> hey, there's a ton of shit I want to do on offense, and there's all these great ideas, but my quarterback is average. My talent around him is okay. But I can scheme around them and leave it in the hands of my defense to win ball games, and that's what they're doing. It's like I have a stellar defense, right? And I have some guys on offense that can make play. I'm going to use the play action. I'm going to use this misdirection. I understand my limitations. Yeah. So I mean, they got a big loss yesterday. They lost uh, Whitworth, their left tackle, and we talk yeah. about this all the time. Anytime you lose that left tackle, shit changes. Believe me. Um, but yeah, MCL. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge loss, and he's a he's a vet. Um, but yeah, I like the Rams, man. I like what I like how he has rebuilt that team after last year and kind of changed their identity and is really calling plays that that lead to success for them. Yeah, golf it's golf novel, needs to concept. golf needs to thank that man McVeigh every single minute of the day, every Jason, day. Or not Jason, uh, Jared the earpiece golf. Yeah, like he needs to literally kiss his hand when he walks out of the facility. McVeigh is like Putting hey, green. Yes, see you. Like you see sure. your lady, you see the putting green. That's all me. That's all me. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that hey, breakfast. I come over and get some putting. You, I'm coming. <laughs> that breakfast you eating? That's yeah. me. Shorty better be ready. That couch? <laughs> that's me. That's me. That's me. You see your wife? 
That's <laughs> I mean, me. I made that I'm happen. Big Kong. <laughs> Shoot program. <laughs> Straight up. Like that's that's how he used to feel about McVay. No, no, I mean, but really like that that's a testament to McVay, like getting out of his own way. You think he doesn't have the same ideas of nagging. You think he doesn't want to go out there and do all types of crazy shit, but it's KYP, dog. Know your personnel. No, hey. Straight like that. You can't do all that stuff. You can't go out there and do Star Wars, man. You gotta do fucking uh, Star Trek. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's just what it comes down to. You know, you gotta do you can't do Star Wars. You gotta do some other shit. You gotta do some other shit. You gotta do Uh, the network version of Star Wars. You don't got the special effects, dog. You gotta something. Yes, I feel it. I agree. Yeah, I'm I I, I'm I thought that they were gonna be ass. That's a good team. NFC West looks very, very strong. Yeah, we're gonna come back to the NFC West. Last point uh before we get move over to NFL cap or no cap. <coughs> what was the biggest overthinking spot of the weekend? Let's let's go back to go for me. Let's go back to Friday or Saturday. We're going into the weekend and there's a, a bunch of big narratives, right? One that I fell for, I had the Eagles. The Eagles are coming off of bye. They're just a better team than the Giants. The Giants have been playing over their head. The Giants were busting their ass all 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 game up and down the field at MetLife on Sunday. Um, what was another, what was for you, what was the, the biggest overthinking spot of the weekend? You already know. I came in here and told the people that the Cincinnati Bengals were going to go into highest <laughs> field and get a W. And it's, it's crazy because I'm the same person that every single week tells you guys about the Steelers, tells you they're my favorite team. I think I even picked Buffalo last week on the pod and I didn't even go with them in my pick them or in my, or in my betting. Yeah. But that was my biggest overthink. The Steelers are good, man. I keep. I don't know why I thought it was going to end. Yeah, uh, I think I sold myself on that narrative a little bit last week. Of they're tired, they haven't had a buy. You know, they've just been on this crazy winning streak, and Joe Burrow's on fire. But the Bengals don't have enough talent. Yeah, simple as that. They just uh, don't have enough talent out there to compete with that team. And the Steelers are good, man. They just that. I don't want to play them. I don't want to play them either. <laughs> yeah, straight like that. I don't, I don't want to play them at all. Uh, Roethlisberger yesterday, four touchdowns. 300 yards off of no practice. They were, they were saying he was hurt. He came in and busted ass. And, and when lo and behold, another receiver for the Steelers, Deontay Johnson, six receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown. They find these guys, they fall off the trees, dude. Development. They find these, they fall. The receivers fall off of trees. Who the fuck is Deontay Johnson? I know he's, here, <laughs> but I'm saying like, they just right. keep finding guys. Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, like these guys, they find Roethlisberger, these these weapons, and they make big plays. Chase, make Chase, big plays all over the place. Can we talk about Chase Claypool for a second? Two touchdowns. This we all, I mean, I've, I've talked about him multiple weeks on the pod because I think he should be a bear, and I, I don't see how we picked Cole Komet with this guy Claypool on the same team. Some of these guys – I just don't see how you miss on if you're looking for a skill player. Chase Claypool is a monster. A beast. He can do everything. They're running him on jet sweeps. He's going up over the top. He's going deep. He's doing everything. Buddy is a beast. So shout out Chase Claypool. Shout out the Steelers. Biggest overthink, man. Don't overthink the spots out here in the NFL, man. Right with try, Steelers. Try not to. Don't or 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 if you feel yourself overthinking, just stay away from the shit altogether. Yeah. Like there should never be a spot where you're betting on the Bengals 
in in Pittsburgh. Just stay away. If you if, if you're not sure if Pittsburgh's going to cover, then just leave it alone. Definitely don't take the Bengals. So yeah, just don't. It was stupid. Yeah, just just leave it alone. That was really dumb. I'm never right. betting against Mike Tomlin ever again. Shout out Mike Tomlin, Mr. Aviator. Yeah. Boy, stay with the aviators on. Stays with them, and he stays with the with the fresh shape up, man. No he, matter, he stays on that sheen. No matter the, <laughs> no matter the weather, Mike Tomlin gonna have <laughs> no, Mike Tomlin gonna have aviators on. I fucks with Mike Tomlin. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, let's move over to uh, NFL. Cap or no cap? I got a couple of questions for Big Nick the Quick, and I think there's some 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 good talking points in here. Let's go with question number one. Big Nick the Quick, cap or no cap? The Steelers will go 16-0. Oh, oh, man. That's that's cap. It's too hard to go 16-0. And, and they don't have a bye week either, right? No. Nah. Yeah, they're gonna nah, nah, they're gonna the gas is gonna run out. He might schedule the loss in there. Let me let me give you the rest of the schedule real quick. For the for the people listening as well. Cause next week they play the Jaguars. That's a that we we already know what that is. That's a win. At it's and in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's one and eight. Then they get the Ravens, but it's at home. Thanksgiving, right? And we'll talk about the Ravens here in a second. Then it's Washington, the Bill. Then they got they have to go at they have to go at uh Buffalo. And what and what and what month? Yeah, December. Could get ugly. That's where it gets very ugly. Yeah. And then it's Bengals, <coughs> uh, Colts, Browns. I, I think another question is it's going to be tough for them to go 16 to no, but do you even want to go 16 to no big Nick? I would do So with, without the bye week and knowing that you do got some vets on this team, man, you might have to look at one of those games, whether it's against the, uh, the Bengals or one of these other games where you're not playing a good opponent and maybe think about sending some guys like you're asking guys to play 16 straight weeks of football without that, you know, that 14 day period that they're all used to in which you get to kind of relax and recuperate and, all that. I mean, these guys are hurting. You got a veteran quarterback. You got veteran players on that squad. So I don't really know if you want to. I don't think you want to try to go 16 and 0 because I think it starts to consume you. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be great if you do, but I don't I wouldn't put all my eggs in the 16 and 0 basket. As soon as you as soon as you clinch, I think you need to start looking at those last couple games of almost being like a de facto bye week. You know, maybe yeah. take those last two games, rest half the guys you would have normally rest that one week, and then the next week rest the next guys. But your guys aren't going to have a break, and I think you really got to consider that. I I think also you don't want that extra. You don't want that extra. That extra talking point of going sixteen and zero. Yeah. Like, I don't really, I don't, I don't even, I don't want that at all. So. Yeah, I agree. I just yeah, I, I'm I'm concerned about that bye week thing, man. I mean, I think that yeah, like. They need they need that break. And if the Ravens keep playing like the Ravens are playing, you're going to be able to clinch this division up here in the next few weeks. So, you know, if you pretty much if you beat Baltimore on Thanksgiving, um, you're going to be in a good position to clinch that division. So if I'm them, I'm not I'm not all in on 16 and 0. I do want my home field advantage, though. You got to have the home field. Advantage. You don't want to go to you don't want to go to Arrowhead and play the Chiefs. Right. So you want to get that home field advantage. You want the Chiefs to come to Heinz Field if that's how it's going to be set up. So if I'm them, um, that's my biggest focus. We're playing for home field advantage, not necessarily to go 16 and 0. And I think Mike Tomlin gets that. You know what I mean? 
I think you understand there's a bigger, there's something bigger at play here. And he has a really good team that could win a Super Bowl. And that's got to be the focus. And doesn't it seem like a Steelers Super Bowl type of year? Kinda. The Steelers are like the Spurs. It's like that year where nobody's really good. The Steelers pop up, fuck around, and win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know what I mean? It so, does have that feel. I mean, we, obviously, you got to worry about the Chiefs. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Big Nick to quit. Cap or no cap? Lamar Jackson is a top 15 quarterback right now. No cap. I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not ready to move him out of the top 15 quarterbacks. He was the MVP last year. He's he's not played well at all this year. Offensively, that team has some major issues. I think the whatever he said in that interview last week, he, he should have never came out and said that. Um, because you're really putting it on your offensive coordinator and your head coach. And I told you yesterday, I think part of the issue with Lamar is they are running this offense because it's the offense that's best suited for Lamar Jackson. And it was great last year, but teams have kind of figured it out. So he's 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 right in that regard. But I'm not ready to say he's not a top 15 quarterback just because he's so dangerous with his legs. Um, he can still move the chains. But he didn't make that leap from last year to this year like we thought he would. So that's that's no cap. He's a top 15 quarterback. I was looking at the list. Now, let me let me say this. He has less passing yards than Dak Prescott right now. That, really? Dak, Dak Prescott hasn't played since week five. He has more passing yards than Lamar Jackson. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, he's that only averaged like 160 yards a game, right? That is pretty alarming. Um, And I think... He has less we, passing yards than the Chicago Bears. <laughs> and I'll say this. Everything that Kyler Murray is doing, we thought Lamar would be doing like th- this year, right? I- is it one of the – what do you think the, the reason for the struggles is? I just told you they're running this simplified-ass offense. No, that but, offense but is, is it, basic. But is it is – it, well, why are they running that? And be- is it because – because, listen, I don't think they're running it – the, the offense isn't too much different than last year. Is it that the league has a, a whole bundle of film now? Yeah, I think on, that, that that offense is – if you watch them play offense, it's pretty basic. Like, there's not a whole lot going on. Their, their offense is really designed for Lamar Jackson to get first downs. If you look at it, everything is about getting, like, 10 to 12 yards, quick passes to the tight end, the running back, or Lamar tucks it and runs, right? They don't have a ton of deep plays in their offense. They don't have a whole lot of complex, exotic stuff in their offense. So I think that they are running this very simplified offense, and I think when you looked at it last year – Teams didn't really know what to expect, right? Because it was so different. It was heavy tight end. They were, they were running like three tight ends last year. That's all he was throwing to. Um, but I think now teams have adjusted. And it's like, hey, he cannot beat us deep, right? If we if we challenge them to really have Lamar beat us with his arm, and by beat us with his arm, we mean get it you know, outside of 10 yards and throw the ball deep, they can't necessarily do it. He'll overthrow, uh, he'll get frazzled, or he'll just look to run. So I don't think he's back there making his reads like Kyler Murray is, um, I think Murray was a much better passer coming out. Like Lamar could throw the ball at Louisville, but it was a lot of just big play shit. It wasn't like Kyler Murray was a better thrower of the ball coming out. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that offense is limited, but it's one of those questions. Is it limited because of him or is it limited because of the coaching staff? Are they saying, hey, this is all we can run because we don't trust you to run a more complex NFL offense? Or 
is it saying, hey, we had success with this last year and this is what we're going all in on? Yeah, so I, I mean, think, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. And I think also they're, they're, they've lost some big-time people up front on the O-line, so that's part of the issue. And they don't yeah. have a lot of skill players. They just they just don't. like They, they, they put too many eggs in uh, Hollywood Brown's basket. He can't hold them all. And they don't have any other they don't have any other weapons. And they lost another one last night in Boyle who blew his knee out on some McGahee style uh blowout. So that was the brutal. offensive line thing is is I mean, we talk about it, right? Like the offensive line thing is huge, but yeah, you lose your left tackle and their left tackle was like all world. Right. Um, it makes a huge difference, but still it's not an excuse for him necessarily looking as bad as he's looked and not being able to I mean, last night he had two hundred and forty nine yards, but not yet, not cracking 250 at all this year, has he? Has he thrown for over 250 yards in any game? He has not. Yeah. So, the first game he threw for 275. Bro, I just told you, Dak has more passing yeah. yards than Lamar, and he hasn't played in literally a month and change. Right. So stay tuned on that because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league right now, and he he's hovering around that, that top 15 number. I'll leave it there. Cap or no cap, Big Nick the Quick. The Arizona Cardinals are the best team in the NFC West. Cap or no cap? Arizona Cardinals best team in the AFC or NFC West. Yes. They don't have the best player, but they're the best team uh complete. Yeah. No cap. No cap. Why? Cuz their defense is good. Yeah. Can play good. Yeah. They have the quarterback. And they can beat you. The difference so you got to look at what Seattle has the best player, right? But their defense is trash. Los Angeles is good all around, but their quarterback is trash. Arizona has the quarterback, has the defense, has the playmakers, and has a strong home field advantage, in my opinion. Yeah, I think this is the this is the question. The, the real question is, offense wins championships nowadays. As simple as that. If you can't score, you're not going to win the championship, right? Oh, really? Yes, that's facts. <laughs> you don't yes. say. Yes, that's facts, right? So the Rams have the best defense out of the three, but their offense is sh- can get very, very shaky, especially when you get pressure on Jared Goff, right? Yep, yep. The Seattle Seahawks have one of the worst defenses I've ever seen, so their offense is under tons and tons of pressure, and whoever they play, they're going to give up 40 points because yeah. it's going to end up being – a big time team in the NFC, like a big time offense in the NFC, like the Cardinals. the Cardinals. You know what I mean? So th- that's why they're they're not the best team in, in in the NFC West. The Cardinals are the best team in the NFC West because they play very very good offense. They're versatile. Obviously, we know what Kyler can do on the ground, and their defense can play to a high level. Like you're not surprised when the defense for the Cardinals. Because hey, I'll say this. They're wishy-washy too. They're not right. like they're not like a crazy solid unit, but I've seen them they're play really enough. bad and I've also seen them play really really well. Yep. And the Seattle Seahawks unit has no they they will never they play really, really well. You've not seen them play well. You just won't see them play really. And they got really playmakers well. over there. You got your boy Buddha. Yeah, Buddha. Shout out Buddha Baker. Yeah. I mean, the only thing the Cardinals have so the Cardinals disadvantage would be probably in the coaching, right? Kingsbury is not as experienced as Pete Carroll or um why am I blanking on Sean McVay, right? Yeah. So that would be the only thing. But yeah, I mean, you gotta you have the second best quarterback, you have the better defense. Um, yeah, and you have a quarterback that can scare you. Like the thing with the Rams that it's ultimately if the Jared Goff has to win a game, they're not gonna be able to do it. 
Like he he does not scare me in any type of game. Obviously, Russell Wilson does, and obviously Kyler Murray does. And it's going to come down to that quarterback play. So, but that with that being said, I could 100% see the Cardinals getting blown out by the Seahawks in a playoff game. Like I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Yeah, no, but I, I think overall their offense is very, very good and their defense is solid and it's can enough. And, and can be very, very good. So yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. It's a it's a sick division. That's a sick division. Because the Niners are not trash either. They could they're just quarterbacks out. I mean, what Nick, are they gonna do? Nick Mullins is so bad. Yeah, they just don't have without Garoppolo. They Who's just can't been, who do hasn't anything. Been, who hasn't? And don't, let's not talk like he's been a killer either. But yeah, yeah. But it'd be both. And Bosa's out. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries, and I think that that thing was kind of. It was a really good year last year. Everything yes. went really, 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 really the well for them. Was, well, they the had, defense was, the was next stupid. level. You had like eight offensive or defensive linemen that you could rotate in, and all these guys were Hall of Famers, and they could and, run yeah. the ball crazy. And you could run the ball crazy, and like, yeah, I think that you know, they're yeah. kind of limited. Arizona Cardinals, best team in the NFC West. Let's move over to – come on, man. You know what? This Monday Night Football, Bears-Vikings. It's uh, it's a love-hate relationship with uh, nationally televised football games. Monday night, they keep putting the Bears on these primetime games, and we – Seriously, like three of our last four games have been primetime. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we're not – And we're the not, other one was the late afternoon, so yo, it's like, yeah. Simple as – plainly put, we're not worthy of these slots. So it's a love hate because obviously it's fun to watch your team on on primetime just because it's they they're good slots and you get you get the build up that you want it's fun, but our team is not primetime worthy at all. Nope. Let's talk about Bears Vikings. Matt Nagy has given up the play calling duty. People, we've been calling for it. He's been sus. This is Matt Nagy on giving up the play calling duty. To uh, to laser the offensive coordinator. For me, if I if if our team can be better because of this move, um, and I don't know that, but if we can, then darn it, that's what we need to do, and that's what I need to do, and that's my job as a head coach. And there's a lot of great head coaches out there in this league that don't call plays as well, and have done it a long time. That I have a lot of respect for. So that's just a part of this job that I signed up for. And I have to make these decisions. And it just really makes it a lot easier when you have people that you believe in. And, and at the same point in time, uh, for me, I, I do feel like right now, this is the time. This guy is so full of himself. I, I can't stand it. Well, then darn it, I'm going to do it. Well, well, really listen to what he said. He said... If giving up the play calling duties makes us a better team, I'm not sure that's the case. He followed it right up by saying, I don't know if that's the case, then I'll do it. And then he follows it up by saying, and there's a lot of, you know, really good coaches in the league that don't call plays. It's like, bruh, this is, this shit is not about you. You have been ass for, for weeks now, years, some people will say. So, that that clip and that and that audio really bothered me because he's saying, how about saying, hey, the offense has been one of, if not the worst in the league. I felt like we needed to get a change in here to see what we could do because the offense needs to be better for yeah. us to win games. How about it, say something like that? It, not, it, not say, hey, I'll give up the offensive play calling. I'm not sure if it's even the right call, but 
you guys have been asking for it, so here you go. It's like, no, man. It's my responsibility as a head coach to put us in the best position to win. Clearly on offense, we have been struggling. As the play caller, I need to make a change. It's 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 on me to see if something else will work. Right? You don't have to come out there and and if he doesn't want to come out there and trash himself, okay, that's one thing. But yo, accountability, man. Accountability. This Not guy- execution, it's the play calling. Come out there and say, We haven't been getting it done. I haven't been getting it done as a play caller. I want to try something else. That's that. What that's he basically that. came out and said is, look, man, y'all have been calling for me to give up the play calling, whatever. I almost don't want this to work so I can show, come back and tell you guys I told you so. It's not the play calling. It's the execution. Um, it, it's almost kind of like a built-in excuse for him if it doesn't work. If it does work, it's like, see, hey, well, hey, look at me. I, I, I gave up play calling. I'm a humble guy. I can do that. I can be like all the other great head coaches that don't call plays. If it doesn't work, it's like, well, hey, told you. I came up here and told you guys last week it wasn't going to work. But no, yeah, 100%. He needs to come out there and say it hasn't been working. I owe it to my team to make a change. Let's see if something else can happen, and we'll keep going from there. I'm still going to be involved in the offense, guys. I'm still the head coach. Like, really listen to what he said. I'm going to play it again. For me, if I if if our team can be better because of this move, um, and I don't know that, but if we can, then darn it, that's what we need to do, and that's what I need to do, and that's my job as a head coach. And there's a lot of great head coaches out there in this league that don't call plays. as. And I don't know that. I don't know if this is the right call, but yeah, since I, I guess it. we'll, I guess we'll find out. It's like, nah, man, you have the worst offense in the league. You, you call some of the worst plays in the league. You have some of the worst situational play calling in the NFL. Yeah. That's why you're giving up the play call. Not because I, I don't know. We'll, we'll give this a shot. We'll see what happens, bro. Get out of here. And yeah. then Jimmy Graham comes out and says this about the play call or the, the change in play calling. Players' reactions about your coach uh, giving up play calling duties and, and what kind of message that sends uh, to the team and just your overall thoughts on that. Um, I didn't know he, he's doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't really – I had no idea he's doing it. Yeah, I, I don't really uh, watch the news. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I got no comment on that. I didn't know. Um, I'll have a better, better answer for you later. JJ. I had no idea. I know. Is, is that a, is that a big deal no, or is I that not a big deal? No, I don't think that that's something that necessarily he's going to have a team meeting and announce to the entire team. It's a decision that's made upstairs and you kind of go with it. We'll say this. Hey, has there ever been someone I need the, I need the full story on Jimmy Graham's racial makeup has there ever been anybody who depending on how he twists his face could either be a white dude or a black dude and i can't i can't get he talks like a brother i just can't tell he got that he's got the deep ass voice and shit but no i think he's got he's that same he got that blake griffin is it the blake griffin is the blake griffin we just the racially ambiguous one of of his parents (laughs) has to have like red hair or something (laughs) it's like i can't tell like when they open up i'm like oh he's a white dude and he's like this i'm like oh no he's a brother i can't tell um, but, but nothing. <laughs> that that's nothing to you. No, that's not a huge deal. To it me doesn't reflect lack of communication. And no, him I don't not, think that him not announcing. But listen, this is how because this is how I'm seeing it. Right. Nagy didn't address the team and say, hey, this is the or, or at the very least the offense and say, hey, we're going to make a change. I'm going to I'm going to pass over the 
the the play calling duties to Laser, and this is why this is why I think it'll be impactful. He what no. he he just he just made the change, didn't tell anybody. I think you have that conversation with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky because they're your quarterbacks, and those are the people who are getting those plays called directly to them. But I don't think it's something that you stand up on your soapbox in the middle of practice and be like, "Hey guys, by the way, I'm going to give up play calling." I think that that's just something that they'll find out as they go. Yeah, I, I mean. I don't, I don't think I don't think to Jimmy Graham and the rest of those guys, it's not necessarily something that he's going to talk to them about. I think you tell your quarterbacks. If your quarterbacks get up there and they're like, hey, we had no idea, that's an issue. Yeah, I but mean, I think I, to your tight end, it's it's not – no. I don't know. Jimmy Graham is working with his position group throughout the week, doing his thing and doing the offense, and they're not really privy to those decisions. They're not in those meetings with Nagy like that. And I, I mean, yeah, look, I don't think Jimmy paying too much attention anyway. Yeah, Jimmy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, you're talking about, he's like, what, what? <laughs> he said, what happened? Is it Friday yet? Oh, I got paid. Cool. Is, I'm, I just came out of an out route. Is the yeah. ball coming or not? Yeah, exactly. I just ran a fade. Is the ball up in the air or not? He, he's, like, he's like, does this mean that I'll be in on goal line packages? <laughs> right, like, if that's that's my. <laughs> that's only... all I really care about. So, yeah, I think, yeah, we're, we're, we're putting too much stock in Jimmy Graham not knowing. I think the people that need to know would be like, yeah, again, your quarterbacks and probably like your center. Because those are the guys that are calling the protections and shit. But, I mean, other than that, I don't I don't really know who's going to know. It, that that move is made, announced in the quarterback room, and whether or not Foles goes out and shares it with people is, is, is another thing. Quarterbacks know. How do you see the game going tonight? I think Cur- the, currently the line the line opened at one and a half, I believe, or two. It's 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 moved all the way up to three, three and a half. The Bears are getting three and a half points at home to a team that they have a rec- a better record than. It's a, that's insane. Yeah. A, a shitty team at that. It's not like yeah. the Vikings are a scary team. That tells you how people see the Bears. That's embarrassing. Um, I see you, the Bears winning. Really? Yeah, I think we'll win this game. How do you see it going? Because I'm going to say this, and, and well, I guess how do you see it going? And then give me your keys to the game, and then I want to drop some numbers. Actually, let me drop these numbers for you real quick, so I can give you some more insight on what's going on. The keys to the game for me, obviously, is stopping Dalvin Cook. Because if you don't stop Dalvin Cook, then he, he obviously he's going to run wild. But the bigger key is that Kirk Cousins will be able to throw the ball off play action. And that's the only way he's even remotely a solid quarterback is if he has a good-ass running game and he could go off play action. These are his 2020 play action stats. 10.8 yards per attempt on play action in 2020. That's first in the league. 110 rating. He has seven touchdowns off play action. He had three last week or two last week. Excuse me. 58% completion percentage out of play action that's not that good but he's throwing it for 11 he's throwing it for 11 a pop and has seven touchdowns off of play action you have to stop the run you gotta stop dalvin cook so kirk cannot go off play action and make anything happen because if he has to drop back or catch the ball straight shotgun if you put it in his hands yeah i but yo and i literally believe he is scared of a lot of the guys on the bears He's spooked by Khalil Mack. Like, we have destroyed him multiple, multiple times on Monday night and especially at Soldier Field. So, if we could stop Dalvin Cook, and that's supposed to be our strength, right? We stopped the run. This guy, Dalvin Cook, has been going berserk. But that's what we do. We stop the run. If we stop the run, this team is trash. Yeah. The Vikings, I'm talking about. They don't have the weapons on the outside to beat us, and they definitely don't have the quarterback. It's funny. 
Kirk Cousins' record as a quarterback, and this is the most Kirk Cousins stat I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Career lifetime record as a quarterback, 47 and 47 and 2. 500. Like that is the Kirk Cousins yeah, experience Kirk Cousins. for you. If you had to get asked me what Kirk Cousins' record as a starter is, I'd probably say he's 500. Like yeah. he, that, that's what he is. He is an eight and eight ass dude. Um, so and he's, yeah, hey, and don't forget he's all, but he's 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 zero and nine on Monday night. Is he? Yes, zero and oh, nine. That's zero awful. And nine. Has yeah. never won a game on Monday night, and when the lights get bright, he he he's sucks. A, he's a five hundred guy at noon when he's at home playing the Lions. Like he, they'll win that game. He negotiated some great contracts for himself. Like shout out to him. But yeah, he, he I, I, we, you and I have been talking about this forever. Kirk Cousins is a trash quarterback, and I think that play action stat that you bring up is really interesting because it does speak to what they want to do to win, which is establish the run with Dalvin Cook. Um, and if Dalvin Cook is breaking off those long runs, forget about it. It's going to be a long day for the Bears. The one good thing about the Bears, though, is either in the passing and in the running game, we do not give up huge plays. So if that's a focus, you key in on Dalvin Cook, you, you do whatever you got to do, just knowing that Kirk Cousins is not dangerous, knowing that you have his number, to your point, knowing that he is scared of some of these guys on the Bears, he's not going to beat you. We're not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, man, that, that 400-yard, five-touchdown performance by Kirk Cousins really did us in. It's going to be the 200-yard Dalvin Cook game, which opens up the play action, to your point. Control Dalvin Cook, win the game. I think that we can do that, and I think the Bears are going to get a win today. If they do not win this game tonight, um, and I know most people already think the wheels have fallen off, the wheels completely fall off of this thing. There are no wheels left. Like, this is a must-win game for the Bears. You cannot lose this game at home tonight on Monday night. That'll be four straight if they lose. Four straight, and this is to a bad team. Who who have won the last couple of games in a row, though? They've been they've been they playing beat the better. Packers, yeah, yeah, in Lambeau. Listen, hey, this is a little encouraging number for us Bears fans. Delp three of uh, and this is off Fishbane's athletic article, really good article by the way. Dalvin Cooks three of his worst three around of his worst productive games in his career are against the Chicago Bears. 12 yards rushing on November 18th, 2018. He went for then he went for 35 yards last September at Soldier and 39 yards in 2018 in the season finale. So he's had trouble with the Bears. We do well stopping the run. He's also off the top of my head, I think the last three games he's also rushed for like 550 yards yeah so it's it's like <laughs> he's coming in hot yeah he's coming in hot he's locked in they've been playing well and this is the other key we have to we have to sustain some drives so we're literally not asking the d to stop dalvin cook every 10 minutes yeah you know what i'm saying so as as, as important it is for us to stop the d Let's score a little points and keep the ball on O so the so the offense isn't out there three quarters of the game trying to stop Dalvin Cook. The more touches Dalvin Cook gets, the more dangerous, you know what I'm saying? The more the, the, the more liable he is to, to to pop one. Yep. So that's it, man. You think they get a win? Yeah, I think I think we get a W. This would um, this this is a classic spot for the Bears to try to fool some folks and get a big W. A big against, W against like a team that's twenty eight to six or something yeah, like that. Against yeah. a team that's not very good, and they're like, "Oh, they're back in the hunt." It's like, yeah, yep. we'll, we'll see. But yep. um, I got a Bears. I, I'll give it. Here we go. Yeah. Before we get out of here, give it to me. What you got? Uh, seven. <laughs> 
<laughs> you I can't even say it. I want to give him 17 points, but I'm going to be nice. 21-13 Bears. 21-13 Bears at home. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. I would not put a dollar on it. Yeah, you got this. You got this. You're going to have to show us. No, yeah, I would not Just put a dollar back. on it, but 21. Normally, this is one of those games that you would look at and you'd be like, wait, what? Team with a yeah. better record getting points at home? Yeah. If you hadn't watched a ounce of, of the NFL Bears. football... Every rule, just, every gambling rule says take the Bears in this spot. No, if, if you hadn't watched an ounce of football, say like you just got shown the numbers and you hadn't yeah. watched any football and you got shown the stats and you saw the stats from like the Tennessee game, you're like, dude, this is obviously Easy. I'm taking the Bears plus yeah. three, three and a half at the crib. Like, at the crib and they have a, against a not good team. Spooky. Spooky yep. times. Spooky Very. times. Says, but a we'll about, see. says a lot about your Chicago Bears. Yes. Bears, Vikings tonight, Monday Night Football. Sit back, relax, fellas. Should be interesting. For uh, Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Free Quick. He's back on Twitter. Can tweet. Back on Twitter, be man. On we'll see how long it lasts, man. <laughs> be defender. For Big Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. We'll be back tomorrow morning for the Bears-Vikings breakdown, 730 sharp. Make sure you lock in. No catch up. Subscribe. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Lock in with us. No catch up. Sports Talk Bay Chicago. We out of here.